Welcome to the Ministry Geek. I'm Richard F. And I'm Richard S. Richard, this is episode 11 of the Ministry Geek, also episode 3 in binary. Yeah! Yeah, 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 fantastic. Well, we made it past the first 10, so it's kind of into that next decade. We're teenagers now, really. You we, well, no, because you've got to be 13 to be well, a teenager. Tween, tweenagers. We're tweens, tweens, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so no, it's been good. Uh, we've, we're going to close that poll that we started last time. So that was the lightsaber versus sonic screwdriver poll. I think it's good, actually. I think we've got a good sampling of, of the population. Well, uh, yeah, we, well, I don't know. We've only got 30, so that's... We're gonna how many times did you vote? <laughs> once. Yeah, I voted once, once as well. Yeah, so there's 28 yeah. people have done us uh, yeah. a great service, so thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, so, so that's pretty low turnout, So let's, uh, let's, let's roll the drum okay. and let's have a look at what the results are. Yeah, wait a sec. Uh, clicking on the window. That'd be faster if you had uh, a mouse instead of a touchpad. Touch, yeah. yeah, okay. Mm, it's going away to wow, the broadband. Broadband. Oh, oh okay. Sonic Screwdrivers. Okay, taken. well, yes, 60% of the vote went to Sonic Screwdrivers. 40% went to Lightsabers. Uh, that's a surprising result. To uh, me, not really. To me, that says that, uh, that our listeners have taste. Uh, we've got some real quality listeners out there. Yeah, right. Well, it was about even the last time I looked at it. So it's really, it's. I think you've been, um, you know, getting out there and lobbying oh, well. for the Sonic Screwdriver crowd and all the other Doctor Who weenies. But, you know, this is not statistically um, significant. We've got a listenership of 500 plus. That's so true. 30 uh, voters, really, it's just the people that really care about this. Odd. Odd, <laughs> but true. Odd, odd people, yeah. So, I don't know, what should our next poll be? <laughs> Whether people want more polls? polls yeah. yeah, no, no, I'm like, going to assume they do. Oh, yeah. oh no, I actually... I, so, I've had... I've been, you know, some people have been saying that maybe maybe our level of content has dropped. Uh, so, we could poll whether people think we have too much content, right, too little content, or... Just, or what content? Like a Goldilocks kind of question. Yeah. Right? You know, yeah. I, I have something to say to those people that... Um, have you know have criticized our kind of vacuous uh lack of content i say to them thanks because i th- i think we've really got the format just right <laughs> if, if they were actually making those kinds of comments yeah, yeah i mean it's yeah. not like we don't do, do research i mean you've, you've obviously splashed out on a wide magazine as well yeah well i you know i do subscribe to it and that, <laughs> it's, it's a slow news week so we're going to use that as a bit of um bit of inspiration that's right well, but we're not a tech news um podcast we've we that was part of our mission statement that we never really quite wrote down, uh, that we would really just be a podcast about technology, geeky, That's right. nothingness. Yep. Kind of like yep. the Seinfeld of uh, Seinf- tech, well, tech podcasts, really. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So anyway, um, so what have you been geeking out Ooh, on this week? What have I been geeking out? Well, Richard, uh, I had the opportunity to be an astronaut on the weekend. Yeah, so remember... Did, like, you, uh, yeah. did you take that up? Uh, yeah, I did, I did. Um, I went to a stage production called Apollo 13 Mission Control, which is running uh, in Wellington at the moment. It's, uh, it's going through till I think, mid-December at the downstage. Uh, I think it's been running in the United States and in Australia. I think it might have been at the Sydney Opera House. And uh, that after this um, run in New Zealand, they're going overseas again. And it's about Apollo 13, uh, mm-hmm. not surprisingly. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's a really interesting kind of interactive stage play where members of the audience are actually part of the mission control. Uh, you can also become part of the press gallery. And I didn't kind of realize this, but at the beginning, they ask if anyone wants to uh, be an astronaut. And I put my hand up, uh, as did uh, 
a, I'd say, a 13-year-old boy and a 9-year-old girl. <laughs> and, uh, well, they weren't big enough to this fit was, into the This was like a, a matinee performance? Yeah, it was a matinee yeah, okay, performance. Right. A lot of parents taking yeah, their kids okay. and stuff. I had my two kids. My, yeah, I mean, normally yeah. you would have gone to the Wiggles. <laughs> yeah, 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 no. I don't. Well, and, yeah, my kids didn't have much choice. I've got a 14-year-old. Actually, let's pause that there. Wiggles yeah. or high five? Wiggles or high five? Uh, I, I've been to both. You've been to both? I've, I've been to both. I, I you cons- have got some street cred, my yeah, friend. Yeah, yeah, I consider uh, high five to be slightly geekier, though. Right, okay. Yeah, because some of the... Some of the kind of scenarios they get into are right. kind of a little bit more technology oriented. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, Good. And, uh, yeah. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's not stray too far down that path. No, let's no, get no. back to uh, yeah. Apollo 13. So, anyway, Apollo 13, uh, they said, you know, anyone want to go to the moon? I was like, hand straight up there. Yeah. And no other adults. I mean, there are quite a few adults, right? Because they're taking all their kids. So it wasn't particularly difficult to get chosen. Right. And I really, uh, yeah, it was great. I got to put on a like an astro- a faux astronaut uniform and a space suit. It was very heavy, very hot. I'm thinking that, I'm thinking you were in the audience with a child, and that presumably this child got left behind. I had it? two children. Two so children? Oh, right. I, okay. I, I, so they looked after each other. Yeah, I looked. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the younger child was in the charge of the older child. Oh, good. Good and, stuff. And yeah. uh, she's, kind of, she's 14. You yeah. Know? She's yeah. kind of in. And were they, did they, yeah. were they in space control looking after They you? were. No, I was too cheap to buy the mission control oh, tickets. Okay, um, so they sat in the press gallery. But they got a good overview, and they got to listen to me chatter as if I was uh, in the command module talking to things. And it was great. You know, I had to be in. Uh, c- completely in the moment, I was, you know, that third astronaut. Yeah, look for you. For you, I, I could actually imagine you would be so good, so uh, involved in that that people would probably think you were a plant. But yeah, I actually think I might have freaked out the other two astronaut guys because <laughs> they're like, you know, he's kind of talking in astronaut speak, and yeah. you know, he's just cling on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was great. I, I was, you know, in character. I didn't put on an American accent, though. Right. So, uh, that was and was it a whole, thanks so much for helping out? Oh, absolutely. At, at the end, I get to walk through mission Don't. controls, high-fiving some of the mission controllers. Because <laughs> they, they, they helped get me back to Earth. And uh, I was a little bit worried my kids might have thought that I wasn't coming back mm. and, and that they were going to get worried. But they, they, did rea- they could see that, that it actually- was not reality. I mean, it was as close to going to the moon and not actually yeah. quite getting to the moon as possible. We even had a that blackout thing when we were on the dark side of the moon. Right. I mean, okay. it was frightening. Yeah. I was seriously worried that we were not going to be, you know, back in contact with Mission Control. Right. Yeah. Right. No, it, Your it kids was... kids left at halftime. <laughs> it was fantastic. Oh, actually, at the end, I got a text from my daughter saying, uh, we're waiting for you in the foyer. Yeah, yeah. And you could stop high-fiving the press yeah. gallery. And the... No, yeah. it's a, that, okay. that, was, that was wow. really good. That so you really recommend good. that to geeks? I, I do. To live out that fantasy? Oh, absolutely. I mean, and, you, and you flew by rocket? This wasn't by a jetpack? No Martin jetpack? No, 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 it was uh, Saturn V. Saturn V, so it so had what, the same sort of computing power as the iPad? Slightly less, probably? A actually. lot less, actually. Yeah. I think my phone's got way more compute power than the Lunar Excursion. Uh, is it Lunar Excursion mode? No, LM. Yeah. Jeez, mm, I've forgotten. But they had, quite a, yeah. they had quite a dedicated operating system. You've got iOS. That's right. Hey, speaking yeah. of iOS, you know, we we made a pact, didn't we, between oh, two of us? Did, did we? As soon as iOS four point two came out for the iPad, yeah, one of us would upgrade. I did it. So, yeah. oh, did it on the weekend. Oh, good man. I, I didn't was, even. I didn't think you had. Didn't even tell you. Coward. I was yeah. a coward. Yeah. Oh, I was actually going to ask you, how yeah. have you found it? Obviously, you haven't found. Uh, it. I haven't yet. found it yet. It's on the internet somewhere. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> have you done the iPhone yet? No. Okay. No, I've done neither of them. Okay, I've done the iPad, the the main fondle slab. I haven't done the other one yet. Uh, just because I don't really feel like I absolutely need to just yet. I haven't really noticed a big difference. Now it feels like a big iPhone. Excellent. And yeah. how, how telephone call's good? Uh, no, not particularly. No, not good? Skype's no. okay. Skype's okay. Yeah, yeah. So, no, I mean, it's nice to be able to do that fast. So, so those switching. people out of there who've yeah. got iPads, from your perspective, you think it's a safe upgrade? 
Oh, yeah, Even though it's in your battery drop? No, uh, no. I d- cool quality's about the same? It's about the same, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, using the email thing's quite good because you've got that whole inbox interleaving mail message thing going on. Okay, I think that's yeah. good. But I don't know, there wasn't that much in there. That and the fact that the, 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 uh, the orientation lock is now a... That's a bit of a pain in the bum, Yeah, actually. I don't like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How do, well, how, you don't, don't have it. Well, I'm not upgrading until they take right. that feature away. Yeah. Anyway, for those people without iPads, it'll be meaningless. So, okay, so so the summary here is the Ministry of Geek uh, fully endorses the upgrade 4.2. Firmware 4.2 for the iPad. We recommend spending the 800 gigabytes, uh, 800 megabytes of your... um, 500 meg, I think, isn't it? One of them was eight. Oh, God. uh, Of your your data cap. Yeah. No, this was 500 meg for the the iPad. I don't know what the iPhone one's going to be. Have you upgraded your iPhone yet? You haven't. No, no. no. Um, I'm just not having a happy time with upgrades, uh, so I'm just leaving that for the time being. Yeah. I, I kind of like the idea of the free find me thing. Oh, so Apple yeah. knows, Apple knows yeah, where true. I am all the time. Yeah, because yeah, I trust Apple. Like, I trust Google. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I kind of like that idea. Do you think if uh, Google and Bing kind of got together, you'd get, like, Bingo? Yeah, or I think you would. I think you would. Go Bing or... Yeah, I was just... Bingo. You certainly wouldn't be able to find anything. Yeah. yeah. No, I just think, you know, you know those companies, they merge together and they do some kind of weird renaming thing. I think that'd be quite cool. Yeah, one of the things I really like about Google um, is that uh, yeah. is is that quite a lot of these services are quite understated. You know, like I, I <laughs> yeah. wanted just like a I wanted a bookmarking service yeah. the other day, so I wanted to be able to just bookmark things. Particularly, I wanted to be able to bookmark um, stuff and say, "Hey, this is a this is a something of interest for the Ministry of Geek." And you know, I can post it onto Twitter or Facebook, blah blah blah. But I just wanted basic old bookmarks. Um, and Google's got a bookmark service. I don't know whether you've ever used yeah. it. Yeah, what's it called? Google Bookmarks. It's Beta? called Google Bookmarks. Beta. Probably, yeah. Uh, it's certainly got some beta features in it, um, but but you know, it's it's one of those. Um, it, it just does enough and no more. Hmm. Uh, you know, whereas there are some other options which are like social bookmarking sites. You know, yeah. which, you know, they just they just overplay that whole social web two point crap. I'm not really interested in your bookmarks, so hey, well, you know, keep them to yourself, frankly. Okay, well that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, which you can with Google Bookmarks by the sense of exactly because they don't have the social feature. Yeah. And I think the the other thing is uh, we were, you know, I was talking uh, with a colleague the other day about Bitly and how does Bitly make money, and so Google's yeah. got Google's got an equivalent function, and I think the reason that Google's function doesn't threaten Bitly's function is there's no way to make any money, and Google's very right. good at recognizing when there's no way to make any money. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, they've found plenty of ways of not making money. Yeah. <laughs> if it look if it's not beta from Google, I don't think it's actually got any cred. That's true. It's so, not a serious product. Well, no, I don't think so. It doesn't suggest that they're actually going anywhere with it. Yeah. You know, true. is Gmail... That's out of beta, isn't it? I believe it is, yeah. Yeah, see, no, it's not going anywhere. That's dead. I'm getting out of it. Well, it's being replaced by female, isn't it? <laughs> it is. I don't think Facebook do betas. No, yeah. that's true. Yeah. I, I actually read somebody. Somebody uh, actually ranted for an entire couple of pages on, Trek, on, on TechCrunch about how... The main feature of face mail, uh, Facebook mail, face mail, mail, female, Facebook mail is uh, that they liked was that when you you send an email by pressing return. Wow. Yeah, and I figured that well, that's all it's got going for it. I this person can't string together more than one paragraph. <laughs> then um, I'm not sure it's <laughs> not happening. It's not my generation. No, no, no. I, I don't think it is. You're not even. Are you on Facebook? No. Yeah. Yeah. I say I'm on Facebook. I use it a bit, and I, you know, I'm connected with my nieces and my nephews and. I do have the odd occasional friend and acquaintance who uh, tries to track me down through Facebook. Yeah. But, I, you know, I'm just, there's too many feeds. And like the same, I've talked to you about it before, Richard, about sort of feed fatigue. Yeah. You know, I can barely keep track of um, or keep up with all the sort of, you know, various bits of email, RSS feeds, 
various podcasts I was listening. I was listening to like daily podcasts for a while, and that that became a chore. You know, I actually started to get uh, a little bit antsy and uh, agitated by the fact that I wasn't able to keep up with them. And then when you're starting to listen to podcasts which are daily news a week later, you know that something's wrong. And I just had to cut them out. I just right. had to stop it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do you suffer from that problem? Or are no. you really good at no? No, no I, I don't. You're no. ruthless. I'm ruthless. You're ruthless. I mean, do you even listen about, to this podcast? About, uh, no. <laughs> The the thing about Facebook uh, for me is um, you know I, I do worry about security and particularly yeah. around security of, right. of information about my family members who I might write about. So it's well, not just about my own personal sc- yeah. uh, privacy. Well, you don't have to um, them. So what yeah. I've done is you know basically I've got an agreement with the CIA. I send them a synopsis of what I've been up yeah. to. And that way they don't need me to use Facebook. Yeah, true. Well, you could uh, you do realize that's going to be leaked to the world through WikiLeaks though. Ah, oh, without doubt. Yeah, hey, but um, transparency is a good thing. Uh, I, was, I was reading a blog post just today, I think it might have been New York Times or something, about how um, Plato was saying that anonymity actually leads to unethical, immoral behaviour. And I think that there's some kind of um, you know ancient myth about some guy who's got a secret ring that makes you invisible. And you know with the power of invisibility, eventually you're going to do some naughty things. Yeah. Eventually you're going to peek at stuff that you ought not to peek at, or you're going to move some things around, or maybe even steal things. Even the best, you know, the, the goodest people in the world, eventually, you know, that, that power, the absolute power of being c- completely anonymous and undetected will turn you. I don't know. I, I mean, think, would, I think that's you, good. I think yeah. that's, uh, the, the interesting thing there, I think, is, is um, you know, when you hear the, the concept of an invisibility ring, yeah, is the first thing you think of is, is something that would be good for the world or something, or bad. Or something bad. Yeah, well, but I mean... Complete anonymity on the internet is kind of like an invisibility, yeah, true. Where, where you know no one knows who you are. Would you would you think that's a good thing? Kind of, you know, I, I like the idea. We could just basically disconnect ourselves from the net. And that would, we could, yeah, yeah, we yeah. could. Ain't gonna hey, speaking of being disconnected yeah. from the net, uh, so you've been using Live Mesh? Yes, I have. So how's it working for you? Um, okay, I find it a bit annoying. You know, every time I log in, it sort of forgets that. I've told it before that I want to automatically log in and, you know, so it keeps asking me that every time and, and, and it does it on one machine, not the other. So that's not been a complete success. And we're talking about, so this is a Microsoft product? Yeah, it's a Microsoft like free, live, um, yeah, I don't know, it's live. Whatever their brand is at the moment, can't quite understand. Can't remember it was called Live Mission Beta. It was a beta, it's now a um, fully fledged offering. And I, I actually use it for synchronizing files between um, my Macs. Yeah, so that's a weird usage. Really, it is really. It? I mean, so that's that's what I guess is quite interesting and why I kind of picked up on it. So yeah. there's a lot of tools out there, and I use Jungle Disk, which I have to make yes. as a fairly stupid name. So Live Mesh has got it on the naming front. Oh um, yeah, it's all over Jungle Disk. But uh, so that synchronizes between machines via the cloud. The cloud. So that means it pushing it's quite slow. Whereas here we're talking about a service that will sync to the cloud. We're talking gigabit speed because it's doing it purely on my LAN backbone. Yeah, I'm not getting yeah. gigabit speed, but that could be my LAN bam- yeah, backbone. Yeah, anyway, um, so yeah, it will synchronize to the live the Microsoft Live service. Uh, if I tell it to. If you want to. Yeah, if I want but to. But otherwise it'll just do it inside, yeah. inside your network. So yeah. yeah. If you're trying to do essentially a glorified R-Sync yes. between multiple machines and it supports Windows and the Mac platform. Yep. I looked uh, at um, I looked at Dropbox to do this, but Dropbox, I don't believe, was smart enough to just do it on the LAN. It wanted to always push it up into the cloud. And, you know, I'm trying to synchronize, um, you know, 50, 60 gigabytes of yeah. content, whatever. Uh, it's really not feasible for me to push that up in the cloud every time I do that. So, no. yeah, it seems to be working so pretty be fine. Yeah. yeah. 
with the you know minor annoyances, but I figure they'll figure that out uh, yep. in good time. Yeah. Hey, I, I did talk about something which um, really I suppose gets the heart of of being a geek, Richard. I was uh, playing with my son at the park on the weekend, and, and he came, he often asked me sort of weird, interesting questions, and he sort of asked. Dad, you know, if you could be any... And this happens to be a sci-fi thing, but we're going to get beyond that in a moment. He said, if you could be any kind of, like, sci-fi thing, what, what would you want to be, Dad? And I said, well, what do you mean? You know, do you, do you mean, do, do I want to be a spaceship, or do I want to be an alien character or something? He said, yeah, yeah, some, you know, stuff like that. And I said, oh, well, I'd, I'd like to be Gort. You know, you, you know Gort? Familiar Gort? No. Gort, Gort's the big robot guy from um, the day the Earth just... Uh, he was the kind of protector of Klaatu, the alien... Who came to Earth? He didn't have a didn't have a big speaking role, did he? No, no, he was no, no he didn't have a. Big, uh, they wrote that out. Yeah, or I think the director edited that out. But he had a big ass uh, laser beam thing That's that true. he used to, you know, protect. Uh, I think he blew up weapons and things and destroyed yeah. and de- it was a big destructor beam. And you know, he said he, my son wanted to be a Dalek, which frankly surprised me on a couple of fronts one is i didn't even i was like how do you know what a dalek is you know i've yeah. never shown you doctor who in my entire life i'm not about to how do you even know about this he said some friend of his had hired out a right. doctor who dvd some some kid friend of his yeah you know he's eight years old i mean what's becoming of the world um, and clearly it's showing that i can't influence his you know yeah. his, his that, sci-fi that um, education but he said he want to be a dalek and of course I'm like, well that's pretty lame don't you want to be like a cyberman or well, I don't know what are the other why would, characters. Why would a Cyberman be better than well, a Dalek? Well, because Daleks are, are lame, aren't they? I mean, they, they they can't go upstairs. Well, they hover now. They've no, they hover don't, do they? They do. Oh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> so, so actually, your son's choice may have been better informed than you may have thought. Well, it might have been. No, I don't know anyway. what to talk about. Anyway, so I said, well, I want to be good because I could then be a protector of the world and being able to destroy weapons with my own weapon is pretty cool and I'm indestructible. And I just thought it was really good. Uh, but then he says, we started talking a bit more about, you know, what, what likes and dislikes he has in the sci-fi world. And I said, you know, do, do you really like science fiction stuff, William? And he says, no, not really. <laughs> um, I think he does it just to humour me. I said, well, what, what, you know, you, you like Harry Potter, don't you? And fantasy stuff. He said, yeah. I said, well, why do you like Harry Potter? Because he sort of said, you know, Dad, why do you like science fiction? I said, well, why do you like Harry Potter? And he thought about it for a moment. He says, well, I can't help it, Dad. I was just born that way. Yeah. yeah. And that sort of got me thinking. He's like, well... Was I just born this way, Richard? Are you, I mean, what made us geeks? Was it some influence? Did something happen to you as a child, you know, that, that suddenly turned you towards technology, working in the IT industry? Did something happen to me? Is it just kind of ingrained in my DNA? Uh, it's really just got me to think, you know, what, why am I like this? Because I've tried to influence my kids, and it hasn't worked very much, to be honest. And I, I shouldn't be disappointed. They are who they are. They're individuals. You know, well, can, you, can you stay for yourself? I think um, I think you know in some ways yeah, it's it's a personal voyage you have to go on uh, <laughs> a journey of discovery. Yeah, I think I yeah. think we see, and yeah, you know, I certainly don't want to drift into into the world of religion. Um, but, oh no! But you, but you do see it sometimes in, in religion where where religion is is pushed too hard on children. You will right. see that they will backlash against it, and, and maybe over time he'll come around. So maybe yeah. mid twenties, late thirties, uh, he'll come around and say, "Dad, look." You know, I really like science I, fiction. I get now. it. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, well, it I like worship. Max. I worship yeah. at the at yeah, the yeah. temple of of Star Wars. Right. Well, yeah. Well, Star. I'd be happy with Star Trek. Star know? Trek. Just, I, I don't think you want to. You don't want to push too hard. I, you know, yeah. Star Trek's quite a jump. 
Mm, yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I grew up with both, and I loved both for different yeah. reasons and things. And you maybe, maybe he has suffered some some humiliation from from his Yoda backpack. <laughs> you know that, and so that I think those things can scar a child. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. No, but I was everybody else had Harry Potter, and yeah. you know, he's got like yeah. old school. When did you find uh, in your know, in your journey through life, Richard, as a gig? When when did you start becoming fascinated with gadgets and technology? You know. Can you, can you remember a moment? Was it a, like a seminal moment in your, when you were at primary school and it's like, damn, I'm a geek? Not that anyone talked about that back in our day. Yeah, no, I, don't, I know. No? <laughs> no, yeah. I'm afraid not. Yeah, I, um, I, think, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it was one of those things that just kind of drifted towards... Um, yeah, yeah. From my perspective, my, my, my father's an engineer, a oh, mechanical engineer, you're so, so, so you're predisposed to building things and yeah. building things in a methodical way. Not that that's the way the IT industry works in my head. But anyway, so... But you know, so you so you naturally gravitate towards building and construction, yeah, and computers, how things are, work. computers are yeah. a, computers are a very um, you know they're a way of expressing that sort of stuff, that side of you yourself. Mm. I well, I didn't get it from my dad because he was a greengrocer. <laughs> well, actually, that might explain the, uh, the the type of computer I like. Yeah, because I like Apple. Apple. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Or am yeah. I not? No, maybe not. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, I recall, I recall seeing Star Wars, for example, at a very young age, but I think I liked gadgets and stuff. I liked technical things. Yeah. Uh, Thunderbirds. Thunderbirds was a really big influence on me uh, growing up. Right. And we just had like a black and white television. I remember coming home one day and being bitterly disappointed because the TV wasn't working and, you know, Thunderbirds was not shown every week back in those days. It no. was like a special event. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that was, and that was very much about the future and things. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, did, and did you did your parents kind of get your computer when you were a, a young child, or was it not until you became a teenager or something that you got into that? Uh, I think uh, yeah, probably teenager. Yeah. Got an, an Amiga. Oh, Amiga. Yeah, four oh, yeah. five twelve. Well, yeah, four thousand ninety six colors. That was yeah, a lot that, more that, than most. That, the, the IBM AT was offering you sixteen. So. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it was actually vastly well ahead of its time, actually, in many ways. You know, I had a, I had a BBC Micro B. I, I used it mainly for playing games. Yeah. And do it, you know, doing a bit of programming and basic, but I played a lot of games. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what they're for, aren't they, right? Well, isn't they that, really actually, play. maybe that's how we got into it. I know for me, I loved video games, arcade games and stuff. You know, I think in some ways it is. It's that whole that's the whole dream. You know, yeah. I'd like to grow up and write video games, and then you kind of discover that actually that it's actually, not that much fun. No, it's quite, it's quite hard, hard really, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And there's an awful lot of maths involved, and you know, I just can't be asked. <laughs> Did you go to video palers when you were young? Uh, video palers, no. Yeah, I used to go. My parents didn't like me going, right? Because uh, they associated it with sort of like the seedy side of life. Well, it was. Well, yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah, that's um, fair. But yeah, and and, in my, and uh, where I grew up, the the video parlor also happened to be like a burger bar, right. so it was really hard to actually go because I'd stink of burgers when I came back, uh, and my mum and dad would like just have a sniff of me and like you've been to the video parlor, we told you not to hang out there because naughty bad kids right. hang out, which wasn't true. I mean, they were just nerdy kids who played video games. True, true. So yeah, I think all right. I think that's a little cool. bit unfair. Yeah, all right. Fair well, yeah, I could think about that in the future. Um. Samsung Galaxy. A friend of mine at work's got a Samsung Galaxy, the cool. uh, mobile phone. All right, yeah. And uh, it looks exactly like an iPhone. Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm imitation a, is the sincerest well, form of flattery. You no, know, we we need innovation, Richard. If everyone just copied everyone else, then we just end up with kind of like a, a dead gene pool. Of yeah, but technology. I think the problem is that everybody hasn't copied Apple or have been criticised for being uglier than the Apple. So you know, well, I think they could. 
you know, do better. But what what um, interests me is they've got a custom user interface thing that I think that's built on Android called uh, TouchWiz. Oh yeah. <laughs> Which I find a, a rather interesting name for a uh, for a user interface. It was probably TouchWiz. It was probably yeah. fine in Korean. It probably is, yeah. but it's, you know. And when we talk about whizzing, we usually mean something else. And the last yeah, thing I want to do is to touch, touch when, whiz. Touch when you're whizzing, yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. Hey, um, talking about video games, I'm pretty excited about Tron Legacy. Did you see that when you were growing up? No. Why not? Uh, just didn't get around to it. Crappy graphics. Yeah, uh, I know. It's great, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I know there were some films where it was like, you know, it was the original... Uh, special effects dominate film. the film yeah. and it's crap otherwise yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it was the only thing worse would have been if they released it in 3D I think the new one is actually yeah, well, yeah I'm, not, I'm, I'm looking excited I'm very excited to, about it because I was a big fan of the old one and uh, like the whole light cycles and the you know that idea of a of a world inside a computer very exciting very excited by that hey look I'm just trying to work out why I bookmarked this this so I've got this uh, keyboard from Logitech that I've bookmarked for some reason. Yeah. It's $174. Glows in the dark. Right. I, you know, so many laptops I've bought glow in the dark. Have you ever, like, typed in the dark successfully? Uh, yeah. My, I think my MacBook's got one of those backlit keyboards. So Why would you do in there? Why? why? Uh, because I had the lights off. Right. Are you trying to save power? Or? I think I was watching a movie or something on the on the laptop. So, oh, okay. you know, you, you dim the lights. Could you imagine, of, could you imagine spending $174 on a dark, uh, glow in the dark keyboard? Maybe it's a key, uh, gamer keyboard because a lot of gamers, you know, turn the lights out when they game. Really? Yeah. You know, we do it all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah no, I mean, we we've, already, we've already ascertained we're hardcore gamers because yeah, 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 we're StarCraft, yeah. you know. So, anything special about this keyboard apart from the fact that it glows in the dark? What well, color? I think the special thing is I bookmarked it. Right. So, using, the Google using the Google Bookmark. Using the Google Bookmark. Can you share that with me, Richard? Uh, no, I don't want to because you, you, you were a bastard about it. Um, no, no, I got nothing. Sorry. Okay. Well, I have actually keyboards. Um, I saw this thing about uh, piezoelectric keyboards. Yep. And it's this idea where they can build, you know, piezoelectric, uh, I don't know the science behind it, but, you know, the sort of motion and kinetic motion thing uh, can create electricity or generate power so this idea of a power generating keyboard where if they put it into like a laptop and as you type you're actually charging the battery how cool mm, is that that's pretty yeah. cool does it work uh well i think it's a theory oh, right. yeah okay. but I'm, i can't see why it wouldn't work they've talked about putting these things into um high foot traffic areas and as people are sort of like you know stepping up and down stepping up and down it's actually generating electricity on the keyboard could, no, uh, like on the roadways and pavements okay. and stuff. Right. And you could then use the power to generate, um, you know, to power the uh, lights and stuff. Yeah. And sign You know what, that there. sounds like complete nonsense. Uh, no, it doesn't. It's, it's this. I mean, we need to move to a more sustainable world, Richard. Oh, I agree And this constant agree with that. consumerism of buying stuff. But so, but so often, so often the, you know, these kind of green technologies presented as... You know, being green, but the greenness doesn't include the cost of actual construction and the cost of... Yeah, we're looking at total cost of ownership here over well, well, a they're, millennium. They're, they're, but and... quite often we don't see total cost of ownership because oh, okay. these things need replacing every five years and actually they were hugely expensive to produce in blast furnaces that were powered by, you know, natural gas. And we so, use fusion power. Well, I, well, we're still waiting on the upgrade. You're such a hater. <laughs> I think this is a really serious issue, the whole sustainability. I do as well. I'm just, I just yeah. think that people walking down the pavement is not the solution. 
Well, not for charging. Let's be honest. No. Humans are fairly efficient at walking, and it doesn't yeah. consume huge amounts of energy. Well, yeah, no, but there's. Yeah. Speaking Look, of I, I huge consumption, I just, I speaking of huge yes. consumption, yeah. and here's a more. Yeah. How much do you think the Mozilla Foundation pulled in last year? Because you know, because one of the one of the overriding kind of things, you know, everyone's like open source, oh, open source, open source. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, and, and some companies will set themselves up as open source, but they 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 yeah. take some money. Uh, or, they, or they make some money. And I was kind of like, I was, always wondered about Mozilla, and I always wondered about Apache, exactly where they got their money from and how much money they Advertising. Made. Advertising. <laughs> uh, so how much do you reckon Mozilla pulled in last year? Crikey. You know, I've got no idea. $104 million. You're joking. That's quite good. <laughs> that's pretty good for a non-profit society. Jeez. That's a lot of profit for Is that from for donations? So, uh, so Mozilla's got, basically, they, yeah. they sold off the search bar in Firefox to Google. Oh, you... Uh, yeah. And so Google pays them a yeah, non right. money. Fact, and yeah, I have right. to be honest, you know, yeah. I... I'd do the same. I'd do the same. Yeah. Could, yeah. We, could we build that in And the at the end of the day, I'm very happy about it, because yeah. uh, using Internet Explorer uh, 9, 10, yeah, 4, yeah. whatever it is, I've got to work, um, it forever defaulting back to Bing. Bing, yeah. Uh, and I don't realise until I search in a search, you know, in something I'm looking for, and it doesn't yeah. come back with anything useful. And I think, what on earth's happened? Oh, it's in Bing again. So, you know, when they build in um, Google search into the iPhone... Do you think Apple pays some kind of licensing fee to... Oh, well, normally Google, it's Google, Google, No, Google, yeah. Does yeah, Google pay uh, they, they Apple should, a bit of licensing do. fee? They probably do. Ah. Well, I, I seriously think we should build this into the Ministry of Geek. Uh, <laughs> by putting it on the blog site, you know, just having a little Google search widget thing in there. Which, speaking yeah, of which, uh, you know? did you see the other day that the uh, the Apple Store knocked back the uh, the Android magazine application? The Android magazine application. Yeah, no. so there was an application for that was basically just the magazine for Android, and and apparently the conversation yeah. more went along the lines of we can't have that in our app store. No, it'd be dirty, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's kind of quite inappropriate. Really. Yeah, so. yeah, no. Um, hey, let's talk about the MacBook Air. The MacBook Air. Well, we did have a fondle of it. We did. We did. Yeah. I just, and what really impressed yeah. me about you was you had quite a methodology for testing a MacBook Air. You you. <laughs> You lined up the uh, you lined up the little cursor on the bottom of yeah. the uh, of the dock, yeah. and you tried to open everything as fast as you humanly yeah, could. That was good. I opened and, Safari uh, and email and iPhone, and we even put it, we, yeah. I mean, we put it through the full test. I, I mean, restarted we the machine. Start, we restarted, restarted the machine, the machine yeah. just because we didn't want yeah. any sort of caching going on. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we started iTunes, which is you know classic That's, piece of bloatware. Yeah, um, yeah email. It's kind of like if you're on Windows, you'd be looking to see how fast uh, Acrobat Reader would start. So yeah, sort of yeah. similar sort of test. Yeah. Um, that was uh, yeah because I'm I'm a, I'm a, yeah. you know, I'm a on the fence kind of guy but I had to say it was it was it was impressive. fast it was impressive it was impressively yeah. fast I had probably about oh, it'd be about twelve applications started up yeah and I had lots of tabs in the Safari browser yeah uh, it no it was impressive and I I, I don't know do I sell you on it because I've told you this is the next laptop that I'm getting I'm uh, I'm totally convinced after that. Yeah, you're so you're so bizarrely sold on this that you actually thought 64. <laughs> oh, gig I could of, make it work. Gig I, of disk is enough. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I don't want to spend a lot of money, but I could make that work. I could live with that. Right. I could live with that pain. The only thing I need is an infrared port. Yeah. Because so it doesn't have Ethernet. That's kind of the quirky thing about it, isn't it? It doesn't have uh, a, doesn't have Ethernet actual Ethernet port, does it? Okay. Yeah, I kind of forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, so um, there's going to be quite a lot of dongly things hanging off the end of it, aren't there? It's okay. going to look a bit like... Do I, do I have to plug that into USB so I use, lose a USB port if I do that, right? Uh, I, I guess so. Okay, I'm now rethinking whether that's actually... 
I could live with that. I could live with that. Yeah, maybe, I could live maybe, with my maybe, USB port. Maybe just get a little wi- wireless <laughs> Ethernet. Yeah, yeah. No, I could do that. Okay. I, c- I could live with the bare basics. I'm absolutely yeah. convinced. And that little thing only had two gigabytes of memory. Yeah. Oh, it was incredible. And it wasn't as light as I thought it was, but that could have been the big cable that was attached yeah. to it. I think it was because it Chaining was... Chaining it to um, the desk. The, it was a cool part of the day, so the air hadn't kind of um, heated up. Right, yeah. 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 So... No, I th- I seriously think that that is the way in which um, all laptops are going to go. I'm actually really surprised that we've still got um, spinning discs inside of them. I, I actually thought 2010 was going to be the year of every manufacturer going to SSD. And I, I, well, I'm I think, not too sure why. Maybe I, I'm, it's I'm not cost. sure that everybody has the same luxury of us of, of not being quite so concerned about the cost. Uh, right. I'm concerned. I was going to go for the long one. Uh, and so, you know, a lot of people actually don't care about battery life because they actually use their laptops plugged in all the time. So they don't care if the disc is spinning or the yeah. not spinning. And I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about IT professionals. Yeah, no, I'm, talking I'm talking about everyday about people. The everyday people. Yeah, yeah. No, I've no. met some of them. I've met everyday people. I know what they look like. Uh, <laughs> and some of them really don't care. Um, no, but yeah. what I think they do care about is you Be- know being able to open um, the lid with one finger. That, that that's an we tested that. Criteria. You can in fact open yeah. the lid with one finger and. To prove the point, I tried to open another laptop's lid with one finger, right. and it yeah, it didn't work. I actually go round at work when um, when I get the opportunity because a lot of people have different you know brand laptops around Toshiba's, a uh, few Dell's, um, Sony, and I, I go to them and say, "Hey, look at this," and I try and do the single finger thing, and obviously it doesn't doesn't work. Yeah. The whole laptop kind of goes clunky clunky. Yeah, and I say to them, "On a Mac, you can do that." That's right. And they kind of give me a strange look, but yeah, well, I, I, it, is a, it is a really but, dumb thing to say. Really, well, I, I know, but you know, once you've seen it, there's yeah. no going back. Wow. There's no going back to using two fingers or yeah. holding it down. Because I mean, you've got four. Why use them all? Exactly. I mean, but at the same time, your hands all go in that way, isn't it? You might as well just use. Yeah, them Yeah, no, all. but just suppose you're a one-armed person, and that's the thing well, that I think arms, I don't. Number of fingers. Yeah, oh. I know, but I think that's something that Apple don't really um, emphasize. Is that yeah. if you were a one-armed person, that's true, you could. That's use true. this laptop quite effectively. Yeah, and you and, and they probably got most of that market because the whole two button thing. Yeah, yeah, they, you know, they exactly. Like, yeah, you know, and with the whole magic trackpad built into the laptop, true. Um, you don't even need a fully functioning hand. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I I'm going to wait for the version that comes out with Windows Seven, but other than that, it will look great. Hater, you're a complete hater. <laughs> Have you ever um, played old arcade games on your computer? No. You should, Richard. Oh no, that's not true. Like I, using I, Mame. I, Mame? You use Mame? Like the multi-arcade uh, machine emulator. No. I, was, I was playing some... Uh, it was a bit of a treat for my son tonight before going to bed. I, you know, he said, oh, yeah, I'll bet. we play some games. And I think he he, th- he thought he was going to play, play some Flash games. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. I said, well, yeah, let's play some old arcade games. But he, he really got into I, it. He wouldn't want to play Flash, though, because Flash wouldn't run on your iPad. <laughs> no, it was on the computer oh, and right. stuff, yeah. So we played um, you know, Gallagher, Defender, Centipede. Yeah. yeah, he thought they were quite quaint. It's got that whole oh, kind of weird eight bit sound. I've, yeah. You know, so I, I've installed like the Amiga emulator and tried to play the old oh. Amiga games. Hey, it's look, it's whatever you grew up with, right? I grew up with a computer, and, and you grew up in the arcades on the streets yeah. of of Wanya. Wanya Mata, yeah. Um, Smelling of hamburgers. I, I, you know, I I felt a, a surge of nostalgia, but otherwise I was over them. Yeah. Oh no, I I get really worked up playing these games. William keeps saying it's just the game, Dad. 
it's just a game. I've seen him get worked up on Nintendo DS. I don't see why it's not okay for me to get worked up yeah. about old arcade well, games you're, you're that I played decades. Yeah, you're the adult. I think yeah, well, yeah, true. But I'm telling you, it's yeah. like it's very competitive. Me against the machine. Yeah, and stuff. But there's a real purity about the games and the old arcade things. They don't have all this, and, and all the stuff, all this extra crap that's going on with these modern games. I don't know how kids play them. It's that feed fatigue thing coming into games. Yeah, true. There's a real simplicity about just you know having a little spaceship and shooting a little block that you have to use your imagination. That little block, <clears throat> that that clump of pixels is like you know an alien. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I think uh, uh, I think yeah. Retro games are going to come back. Retro games, yeah. Tron retro games. Oh, oh, that's, that's, that's all good. Do you think uh, IDE is going to come back so that your uh, your old hard drives are going to work? Um, no. Well, I suppose that's, that's actually you didn't. Did you bring anything with the gadget grab yet? No, because you? uh, you're, you're actually doing a reasonable job. <laughs> For a man that said he had nothing that was worthy of putting in the gadget graveyard, you've uh, you've come through again. Yeah. Well, let's have a look at this. Um, we we're talking before about sustainability, Richard. I'm a big believer in reusing things, and you know, this one my old Apple Mac collection's got things that are over a decade old because I don't think we should throw things away. So I've got these two fantastic um, Targa USB portable hard drive enclosures. Which are small? Uh, these are these two and a half inches. Yeah. Yeah. So they're great for you know plugging into um, you know when you're while you're on the road and just a little bit of portable storage because as we've talked about in the past, you never want to go anywhere even on holiday mm. without some no, portable storage, storage with you. Yeah. 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 And uh, these things have served me pretty well until about a month ago, and they both gave up the ghost. It's a lovely little sort of uh, looks like aluminium enclosure. And uh, they just stopped working. So I thought, oh, well, you know, the whole point of these things is I can actually, you know, replace mm. the drives. Yep. So I took the two drives out, and they're both, amazingly, the same type of drive. They're both Satoshi Travel Stars, and they were actually manufactured within one month of each other. Right. So I think there's actually a bit of a conspiracy yeah. going on. Um, they both gave up the ghost, and uh, I looked at sort of actually buying a new IDE drive to put it in there, and I'm astounded. It actually cost me, it would cost me more money to re- buy a new IDE a uh, two and a half inch drive than to go buy a brand new SATA two and a half inch drive in a whole new enclosure with probably about five times the amount of storage. Well, so, that's the thing is, if you go back, yeah. if you go back two, three years, the whole you know being a geek and buying your enclosure and you just yeah. separately putting it together that you know that was you, weird. You could that save, was cheap. You could save some money, yeah. and so you yeah. know you, you get friends asking you to do that, but now there's yeah. nothing in it, is there? Really? No, well, I mean you've done that for one of our friends oh, you? Yeah. a number of times. Uh, and now, last time he asked me, oh, I need to get some storage. Should I go get Richard to do that? I said, no, don't, don't bother Richard. He's got better things to do. Yeah. Um, like get his Apple TV working. No, just go down and buy a you know, fully built yeah. up one. And, you know, if it breaks, um, then we'll have to crack it open and stuff. But it's, to me, that just really um, highlights the waste in our industry. And I'm actually kind of disappointed because th- this is a good little enclosure. And I actually don't want to throw it away, but I actually have no use for this. I might actually just use it to prop up things. I've got two of them. So, well, what I was thinking is, uh, you know, in, in the classic tradition of geekdom, uh, you could build a little a little microcomputer in there that could play your emulated games. I could, I could make this into a... You, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, like, like people putting computers into Commodore yeah, 64s. Okay. Yeah, okay. Okay, I could hollow, take out the stuff inside. Yeah. Um, what would fit in there? Um, I, I think I, you could get an A4 processor in there. Mm, I don't mm. think the main thing runs on an A4 processor. I could fit my iPhone in there. I could make it into an iPhone. You case. could make it an iPhone game. <laughs> yeah, wow, cool that's retro that cool. Yeah, It'd be very cool. I think it might scrape the screen every yeah. time it goes in and out. <laughs> I would. I would. Well, no, but burnish... I put a screen protector on the iPhone ah, before true. putting it. I still burnish the edges of the the yeah. aluminium bars. Yeah. yeah, that'd be quite cool. Actually, yeah. I could bring it out and say, "Hey, that's right." And if somebody else wants one, I think you've got two. Yeah. Also, 
um, it would be less likely to get stolen because no one's going to steal this because it's not a fondle slab. That's true. So Yeah, there's nothing particularly tactile about no. it. No, it's actually got quite some nice ribbing on the side to do heat dissipation. Yeah. <laughs> hey, now, now last thing, I just yep, want to say, you okay. know, we were talking about, I want to go back, the piezoelectric keyboard is a, is a winner. I want to see that in the next laptop that I buy. Um, but on the sort of whole theme of things that you can do whilst you're doing other things, um, they've got some stuff which is like um, thermogeneration of electricity from uh, basically your body. So sitting at your desk and having pads under you and basically using that to generate electricity. Is that, I, I, I really think this is a big deal, Richard, because we just can't sustain the world we're in in, in terms of just starting up fusion reactors so that we can power all our gadgets. And I want to, I want to use well, my own no, body heat and my own energy to, to basically power my gadgets. Fusion, I, fusion, uh, fusion actually is very clean energy. Yeah. It just doesn't work. Um, look, you know, at the end of the day, the problem is, you know, it's, again, it's on the margins of, of our energy usage. It's like, it's like the whole argument of replacing your electricity light bulbs. Most of your energy is consumed in other places like your fridge, like your hot water, Every like little bit heating, counts. Right. Uh, no, yeah. Yes and no. Yeah. Well, is, is it yeah. true or is it tokenism? I don't know. Well, these computers use quite a bit of power. I mean, I don't yeah. turn on the Mac Pro for, for fear of the Yeah, there's no going. way that you're going to produce enough heat to produce enough electricity to produce the amount of heat these two machines are producing. <laughs> well, I don't know. If, if, if we had something that was like I had a, a treadmill sort of thing underneath my desk where I could sort of pedal it as I was working, um, if I had a piezoelectric uh, thing then, in the building, the keyboard just... and my trackpad... But then uh, you would just get hot, and then you would just turn the air conditioning up, yeah, but which would think just of the consume health, a health huge benefits. amounts of energy. Health well, benefits are doing this, because, you know, the whole thing about the thing is, is we get not enough exercise. At the end of the day, if you're healthy, you'll live longer, and that's not good for the environment either. All right, well, i What I'll, you need to do, save the planet, die. Yeah, and actually stop consuming gadgets. Exactly. Yeah. All right, well, hey, on that note, thanks for geeking out with us. Well, I should geek.